that bumper. Start cleaning those tires, though. Green to time. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect that bottom. Sunday drive. All right, Rolf, well, man. These cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Ready. Green flag. Green. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass. I'm alive, Tom. You are alive. I'm happy to see that, man. I am. I, it's great to be back. It's the good last to be alive. three, what, four, almost a month now, because yeah. we had two weeks of holiday break, and then I unfortunately had to quarantine for two weeks. So, uh, happy to be back in the studio with uh, Tom Baker, our, our new uh, esteemed co host over there, Peter Strada, is uh, going to join us for the, for the year and be part of our, te- our team now. So, that's exciting. Um, his cohort, Noah, will be here in a couple of weeks, but he's going to call later to be a part of our show. So we have uh, another person to uh, introduce to the panel. Of course, you guys all know him anyways, but yes. now they are official members of the Inside Pass team. And uh, you guys met uh, Mr. DeGroote last week, he, another member of our esteemed panelists, but he's out busy doing iRacing tonight, so um, which he does every week anyways, but um, I digress. Anyway, so tonight we are, we're going to change the format up a little bit. I'll explain everything a little bit later on because it, it takes some some creative, some uh, markers and construction paper to figure this all out. So, <laughs> um, but I got props and I got all kinds of cool buttons and, and little things that we're gonna we're gonna introduce you guys to in the next segment. But we wanted to spend the first segment uh, with our guest as we normally do. Um, he is a esteemed member, a esteemed journalist uh, in racing, a well respected. Um, a guy all around the uh, NASCAR and uh, motorsports garage area from Sports Business Journal. Our buddy Adam Stern is on the Strutmasters.com hotline. Uh, Adam, I hope you had a great uh, Christmas and New Year and uh, ready to get back at it and uh, get this racing season going again. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for having me on. It's good to uh, be back on and, and get the year started. Hopefully it's going to be better than 2020. We we certainly hope so. We, we don't want to talk about 2020 uh, any more, uh, that is for sure. So the, the two big stories I want to get to, and then we'll cover some of the other rumors and things that we've all heard um, over the last few weeks. Of course, today, uh, centered around Haley Deegan and uh, now having to go to sensitivity training. We're going to talk more about it um, in the next segment, but uh, she, she basically got in trouble for iRacing uh Kind of like Kyle Larson, not really the same um, kind of situation, a little bit different, but she is now being uh, asked by or told by NASCAR to take sensitivity training. What's the latest on on the situation with her? Yeah, you know, I honestly um, don't have much more on it besides that at this stage. I've, I've seen the same thing that you guys had that NASCAR released. Um, so, you know, obviously for, for someone like her who's trying to rise up the ranks, um, you know, you would hope for someone like that, that you can just keep your concerns to on-track issues and on-track performance. And, you know, obviously um, she's she's doing a very good job, I think, overall in terms of on-track. But at the same time, she hasn't gotten in victory lane. And I think, you know, around a calendar year or longer, right? So, um, you know, for someone like her, she really needs to be trying to improve on the track to, you know, be able to fulfill the huge um, kind of ambitions for her. And then to, you know, then get into, uh, as you kind of said or alluded to, a Kyle Larson-esque sort of deal, obviously different word, and that leads to a different situation to, to some extent, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how things work like that. But nonetheless, to get into this sort of situation um, certainly is not what she needs. Um, you know, she's trying to attract sponsorship and, you know, quite candidly hasn't, you know, gotten a ton of sponsorship yet, which is a little bit surprising. Um, you know, she's obviously aligned with a huge brand of Monster Energy. That even though Monster does a lot of deals, like they still are a very big company, a very important company. So that's not to be underrated, you know, being aligned with Monster Energy, but at the same time, really doesn't have any other big sponsors besides that in terms of like big blue chip companies. So 
you know, I'm sure her representation, people like that are out on the market trying to find sponsors for her. And this just makes it a lot tougher, obviously. So, um, you know, NASCAR, you know, I think it was somewhat predicted last night by, by people that once this happened, that she was probably going to undergo sensitivity training and, and NASCAR has followed through on that today. So I really haven't heard much more besides that, but I would just expect that her representation, um, you know, which currently my understanding is it's her, her uh, dad's agent, um, with a gentleman named Bob Walker who also represents her and, and people like that, and also NASCAR executives and her team executives, et cetera, Ford, are going to impress upon her that she can't be having uh, incidents like this. So obviously just an unfortunate situation. So we had over the weekend the first ever NFL game broadcast on Nickelodeon. So my question to you, Adam, is when do we see the first NASCAR race broadcast live on Nickelodeon and the winner get green slimed in victory lane? <laughs> well, we had that happen a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it wasn't on Nickelodeon, of course. That was the one difference. You know, obviously, um, Nickelodeon is owned by Viacom, and Viacom also owns CBS. Yeah. CBS has media rights to the NFL, so that's how they were able to kind of make that situation happen in the NFL uh, with that game with the Bears and Saints. I think that was obviously got very fun reviews, good reviews. I enjoyed watching it. A lot of people did. So I think certainly you're right to the extent that it's probably going to inspire a lot of ideas. But obviously, interestingly enough, you know, NASCAR has done deals with Nickelodeon in recent years and had that race. Gosh, what was that? Chicagoland, where Martin Truex got the slime on him. So um, and then obviously there was the year where they did the SpongeBob SquarePants like 400 at Kansas, <laughs> yeah. which was just tremendous. So, um, and, and I think that race, right, David Reagan had a SpongeBob like um, paint scheme, but ended up like uh, skidding through the SpongeBob logo in the infield grass. So there's been some good moments with NASCAR and, and Nickelodeon. Um, you know, it'd obviously be fun to see more happen. The executive who was at Nickelodeon when a lot of those deals happened has moved on. He's actually at Jordan brand now. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, of course, as we talk about NASCAR, but uh, you know, be, you know, they really haven't done much with Nickelodeon in the past couple of years. So, you know, maybe this will somehow rekindle them. I'm sure Nickelodeon's getting a ton of requests today because obviously that was very popular. But yes, I mean, obviously the fact that they're owned by Viacom, which also owns CBS, which has NFL rights, played a big part of it. So, um, you know, I don't think Fox or NBC is going to be giving up their races anytime soon. They pay a lot of money for them. <laughs> But it'd be fun to see Nickelodeon do some other stuff in the sport. And, and if they do, I'm sure the broadcasters will help participate. Actually, Peter, the uh, SRX deal is going to be on That's right, CBS. Huh? So maybe we could do, uh, you know, some slime, yeah, slime Tony Stewart. That would be fun. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You're not wrong at all. I'm, you know, the, um, <laughs> the, the folks who help run SRX, um, you know, they are obviously keep, one of the one of the groups is the Montag group, which is basically a big kind of sports media, sports broadcaster agency and and they you know they are very dialed in the nfl i'm sure they were paying attention um and they're very close to cbs so can't roll it out it, you know they, they probably had the wheels turning yesterday in their minds thinking about whether they could do something like that so i guess we'll have to see uh shifting gears little adam i was wondering have you heard anything recently about ty dylan from what i can see he's really the only big player left in the cup series as far as silly season goes and I've seen him tied to Richard Childress racing. I've seen him tied with other teams and other series. Just what are your sources saying? What's the rumors about Ty Dillon? 
Yeah, I wish I had a better answer for you. It's it's certainly a good question. I think you're right. You know, it, there's probably nobody else left to figure out their rides for this upcoming season or lack thereof rides. Um, uh, you know, outside of maybe one or two other people that could land up in one of the three national series, but but certainly as far as Cup Series drivers, you're right. Uh, you're asking the right question. I, I I've asked some people in recent weeks and gotten a lot of you know not sure. Um, so. You know, does that mean that he's not going to have a ride in 2021? It seems possible from what I from what I kind of gather. No one specifically told me that he's out of NASCAR, but there just seems to be no buzz. <laughs> so, you know, usually, for example, um, you know, Anthony Alfredo was looking around with some different teams, and then one thing led to another, and he kind of ended up with front row, and that kind of you know that that spilled out, you know, well before they announced it. So, you know, it's not rare at all. Even though it's not 100%, it's certainly not rare at all for if a driver's in talks with some teams. Some people are going to hear about it one way or the other, and, and reporters like myself are going to hear about it. So I can't say with certainty yet uh, that ties out, but the fact that I haven't heard any buzz, you know, it certainly leads to the potential that he might not have a ride for this year. Has he given up? Uh, I haven't heard that. Is it definite that he's not going to have a ride? I can't say that, but I just haven't heard. Uh, if he has a ride, I haven't heard about it yet. So obviously it's getting very late in the game. We're obviously only a couple days above, like 30 days, right, before Daytona. So if he doesn't have something announced within the next two weeks, I'd be shocked if there, you know, he's going to have something that for day, for this season. It doesn't seem like there is anything really left. So um, let's see if he pulls a rabbit out of a hat. But I'm not sure what ride is left. And if he has something lined up, uh, I haven't heard about it. So we have two races that are already um, been rescheduled. Of course, uh, Fontana already off of the NASCAR calendar because it's in California. Um, and then St. Pete has been rescheduled as well. Do, have you heard any other news about any other races, maybe the first part of the season being rescheduled on any of the other uh, touring circuits? Um, you know, obviously I think you, you nailed the big ones. Uh, you know, just obvi- other things to look out for, you know, of course, are Sonoma. Um, Watkins Glen later the year, but they're they're later on in the season. I think Watkins Glen might have a better chance than Sonoma, quite candidly. Even if you just look at the newest comments today from uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who who gave some comments today, almost saying that we can't wait for the vaccine to be, you know, at a state where we reach herd immunity because we'll have nothing else to open. We'll have nothing to open at that time. So, um, you know, it seems like maybe Watkins Glen has a better chance, but certainly Sonoma, um, it just you know, it's it's a long way away. Of course, we you know what is it six months away, ish, five months at, at minimum. But you know, it just there's a lot of doubt around it. I haven't heard specifically that it's off by any stretch in the sense of confirmation. But but certainly people are are skeptical that we'll be going to Sonoma this year. And of course, that's that's the same state that we already had to cancel a race. And granted, you know, Auto Club was much earlier in the schedule, so you know it is a little different. But but California has just been so strict with it. Um, but, you know, there's some other things to keep an eye on in terms of, like, what's the attendance going to be for the Indy 500. You know, when you talk about St. Pete, obviously talking about IndyCar, I think the Indy 500 is a big thing to keep an eye on. Um, you know, they're kind of deciding right now, from what I understand, in terms of do they want to come out and say we're going to have 100% attendance or do they want to come out and say we're only going to have 50% attendance. Now, the, the, the fact of the matter is 50% attendance at that place, depending on how you count the crowd, could literally be, literally be close to like 175,000 people. So <laughs> even if they had 50% attendance, you know, 175,000 people would be by far, I think, the largest gathering, 
you know, in America since the coronavirus started. I mean, even right. including some of the massive rallies we've seen this summer and, and last week in D.C. and things like that, I still think 175,000. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what sort of messaging they feel like they can go out with and what they feel like they can do this year. So that, that, that's a big one to keep an eye on. But um, outside of that, I think, you know, most of – outside of the biggest races of the year like that, I think you're going to see most events try to soldier on to the extent they can, um, you know, obviously with a reduced crowd. So, like, for example, of course, NASCAR is going to go to Homestead. Like, I don't think that race is in any danger. I just think they're going to have a reduced crowd. And I think you're going to see them the following weeks. You know, um, Phoenix has already announced that, that they're going to that they're going to have a reduced crowd. So. Right. There's certainly going to be the potential for maybe one or two shakeups. Um, and, you know, you look at Barber and IndyCar. I mean, it seems like their plan is to start there. Like, if they thought Barber was in risk of of not starting there, I don't know that why they wouldn't have just announced at the same time they announced that they were moving the same piece. So I think most of the events at this point are going to stick uh, in the early part of the season, but certainly with reduced crowds. And then there's a couple later in the season to keep an eye on. All right, Adam. Uh, we we thank you so much for joining us. I know that the news is kind of like you know not happening as much as it u- as it usually does, but we will uh, certainly catch up with you again after NASCAR Speed Weeks. And anytime you have uh, breaking news, we'll certainly get you on to talk about it. But thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Absolutely, appreciate it. No problem, Adam Starr, Sports Business Journal. We are going to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. 
What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on our new home on Monday nights, right before Lead Lap, which is coming up in about eh, 45 minutes or so. So that's that's kind of an interesting and uh, neat uh, neat thing that we're doing now. We're we're kind of uh, twice the fun. Twice the fun. Yes, uh, our show is uh, gonna kind of go through a little bit of a format change. I'm going to explain it here in a second. Um, for the record, I was sending out a, a text while we were on commercial break. I hate when phones, like you know, you you type in a word and the phone puts on a word that's absolutely nothing to do with what you're trying to type. It's like yeah, that's... I was putting like always or something and it said Al Qaeda or something. And I'm like that is not what Auto I was trying correct. to. I have I took that Wait. I deleted that or stopped yeah, it. It's it's stupid. Auto anyway, correct's awful. Um, we we go back to the strutmasters.com hotline to bring on our fourth co-host. I was going to say fourth wheel, but that kind of sounds a little. We, we don't consider him a wheel. He's he's more of a, of a co-host for us. He's no, four wheels to make a car run. So well, well, unless you're driving a three wheeler or something or a dirt car. That's not most a car. Dirt, well, that's. Noah, come come bail us out of this. Uh, <laughs> Tricycle. Welcome, welcome back to the show. We're glad that you made it safely back, uh, back to back to us, back to our our neck of the woods. And uh, wish you could be here tonight, but I know you're you're going to be here in a, in a few weeks to join us. So uh, thanks for agreeing to uh, phone in and uh, and join us tonight. Yeah, guys. Hopefully you can hear me loud and clear here. But oh, uh, good. as always, you're good. Oh, great, awesome. So okay. as always, great to be here. So we decided that we are going to uh, take a, a little bit of uh, fun from uh, ESPN. They do uh, uh, kind of like around the horn and uh, pardon the interruption. Hour. Um, and, and so we're going to steal a little bit of their idea and kind of do a around the horn type of uh, show uh, going forward. So I had to sit and kind of come up with uh, with rules and regulations because we can't have it a free for all. Although it would be fun to do that. Um, and maybe when Noah gets in the studio, we can we can throw out the whole pardon the interruption and say, we don't care if you interrupt us, just, just let's have fun and, and do it. But four people talking at the same time is not always a great thing. So, That's correct. Um, so what we're going to do is um, there's going to be three rounds of discussion. Uh, at the end of each round, the moderator tonight will be me since it's my show and, and this is a new concept. Um, I'm going to keep score by scoring point. Now, we don't have the fancy thing like ESPN does where he makes a clicker and the numbers go up. I have to do it by hand. So if you can see, I have paper to write uh, things. And we also have the dinger buzzer. Uh, so uh, I will give points based on what I feel like is necessary because, again, I'm the host. I can do what I want. Um, at the end of the round, uh, whoever has the most points will earn a checkered flag, which is this little thing right here. If you've never seen one, if you hopefully you've seen one if you're watching a racing show. Um, at the end of the show, whoever has the checkered flag will get like a minute to talk about whatever they want to talk about. And that's pretty much how this works. So, we're, hold on. I'm tangled up. All right. Anyway, um, we also have... 
that thing, which is a whatever I whatever I feel like a checkered right. flag. It's it's we have the the plus and the minus. That's pretty the, the minus. Uh, so that's pretty much how it works. So we'll, we'll go. We'll start with Noah, and then we'll let Peter go, and then uh, myself and Tom will jump in with our opinions um, next. So we'll start with the very first question, which is. Haley Deegan, as we talked about with Adam Stern earlier, was caught using the R word during an I race. What are your thoughts, Noah? Yeah, look, uh, Haley is young, and she's been thrown into being put under a spotlight very quickly at such a young age. Um, but what comes with that is kind of understanding and always watching what you say and how you say things. Um, NASCAR came out today and said she'll have to do some sensitivity training, and I think that. That'll be very good for Haley. I think that uh, that it'll really help her maybe and, and kind of give her a gauge on, on how she talks going forward. But um, the things that she is doing, streaming while I racing and things like that, I think it's wonderful for the sport. I just think she's got to figure her own way of, uh, of making sure that she keeps a few things concealed and, and, and finds ways to, uh, to interpret things a little bit better than she did. <laughs> Peter. It's been amazing to see the explosion of iRacing and drivers Twitch streaming because of the pandemic. Everyone from Anthony Alfredo to Dale Jr. to Haley Deegan is just a click of a button away on Twitch, and you can chat with them in real time. It's really amazing to see them racing, but virtually, and you're able to interact with them. But obviously, we saw what happened last year with Kyle Larson, and I think Haley Deegan made a similar, not the same mistake, but a similar mistake, and I think the sensitivity training, like Noah said, I think that's appropriate punishment, and hopefully it'll be a good lesson for her. Tom? Drivers get penalized more for racing when they're racing their desks than they do when they're (laughs) racing their cars. What in the world is going on here? I mean, Haley Deegan, look, again, my parents and my English teacher from years ago taught me, think before you speak. Think before you speak. Nowadays, it's like just say whatever you want and worry about the consequences later. I do find it interesting, though, and I don't know what it says, that NASCAR decided that this wasn't worth uh, her being uh, basically banished from the sport for a year, as Noah, uh, sorry, as Kyle Larson's comment was. Um, I, uh, But... At any rate, she gets sensitivity training, and she'll carry on in the truck series when uh, the season starts at Daytona. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you are talking about two different words. It, it could mean the same thing. It could mean different. I mean, obviously, they mean different things. But, I mean, it, it depends on, I guess, how you take the word, you know, to mean are you offending this this group of people versus this group of yeah. people. But to me, it's still an offensive word. It shouldn't be used either way. Just like we talked about with Kyle Larson, it's still eye-raising. You still need to be careful what you say, no matter who you're saying it to or what you're saying it about. You're old enough to know how to uh, how to um, you know classify yourself. Whether you're online or in in the middle of a race, you're old enough to know better. And it's a word you shouldn't say, no matter how you're brought up. Correct. You shouldn't say it either way. Um, in the case of you know, which the, the next round we'll talk about if if the crime if the punishment fits the crime or the crime fits the you know what was handed down to her. Again, if NASCAR wants to stay consistent, stay consistent. If you're going to do it to one, you should do it to everything. Make an example out of people because eventually, at some point, people are going to stop doing it if they know that the the crime at the end of the punishment is going to be, I'm not going to get to race in NASCAR for a year because I said something stupid and I shouldn't have said it at all. So that's my two cents. Noah, uh, do you think that the crime or the, the punishment that was handed down by NASCAR today fits the crime that they um, that, that uh, Haley Deegan uh, did? 
Oh, I most certainly do. I think that um, that it, it, it needed to be addressed. NASCAR needed to it started making headlines, and as it should, and NASCAR needed to, to give her something in response to that. And I think sensitivity trading, like I said, will do Haley very well. Um, this was, I believe, one of her first major apologies that she had to come out and say. And I think once you do that once, you really don't ever want to do it again. And, and I'm sure the partners and the team really got on her for that. So I think everything involved here, just to give her a wake-up call, like, hey, you are under a spotlight here. We know you're young, but you are representing a lot of people, and you're speaking to a lot of people, so you need to make sure what comes out of your mouth is something that's going to be accepted. Peter? I think absolutely. I mean, like I said just a minute ago, it's similar to what happened with Larson last year, but at the same time, I think with how young and inexperienced she is, she isn't yet a National Series driver. She's not as established as Larson was. She doesn't have as much of a platform as Larson did. I think this does fit the crime, and hopefully she'll learn from it. Tom? I think she set a record, didn't she? I mean, she she got her first uh, sensitivity training before she even <laughs> turned the lap that's in the truck true. series. I mean, you true. know, it's like get it out of the way early. That's that's <laughs> kind of uh, the way I feel about it, and then you're done. Um, you know, her mulligan's up. Look, yeah, it's. I mean, the punishment I think fits here. Uh, you know, this is a different situation and, and different. Uh, uh, thing altogether, in my opinion, than Kyle's uh, situation, and so I I think you give her the training and you you sternly warn her uh, that this should not happen again. Bottom line is just don't say anything dumb on iRacing. Yes. Just keep it to yourself and shut your mouth. Uh, the topic number two: Fast Pasta was added to Front Row Motorsports for 2021. Uh, rate his success from one to ten, and your thoughts on his signing, Noah. Yeah, it's it's really hard. You know, I was sitting here thinking about um, when you just said that, what Anthony has done to get to this point. And we haven't seen him run a full season in trucks or Xfinity. We have seen him in those cars, but he's not run a full season in them. So it's a bit of an odd way to get to the Cup Series. However, we did see some fast speed and some consistency out of him with Richard Childress Racing last year. And I think if he has partners that are backing him enough to say, we will sign you, in a NASCAR National Series Cup car, then uh, then obviously he's impressing them, and that's what really matters. So, I, you know, from one to ten, I, it's hard for me to say. I'm going to give it a five just because I don't really know what Anthony is fully, um, what can he, he can fully bring without seeing him run full schedules in other series. But I am optimistic that he'll fit in there. Peter. Just to disagree with Noah, I'll give Anthony a six on this signing. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen these front row cars get progressively better. I mean, I believe Michael McDowell last year had the best season in this team's history. I think he was 23rd or 24th in points with a couple top tens. I think, honestly, if Alfredo is just the opposite of what John Hunter Nemechek was in the second half of last year, where it seemed like Nemechek was crashing every week and I think he had five or six DNFs because of crashes, and I think he actually led the Cup Series in crashes. I think that this will be a successful season. I expect to see him in the mix on super speedways, maybe short tracks, maybe fuel mileage races, and with all these road courses, who knows what will happen. Tom? Okay, I give Anthony a 10 for this signing, and let me tell you why. Because although it may seem like from an experience standpoint, he's, he wouldn't nearly be ready for Cup, I think from a business standpoint, this is a great signing for two reasons. Number one, 
it's always easier to get partners for the top level of a ser- of a, of a you know a type of racing than it is for the uh, lower and mid levels. But number two, he comes into front row motorsports in a situation where number one they're trying to trend younger. Number two, it now puts him in the greater Ford family. So who knows where that goes? And number three, I think this is great because he's under the radar. Nobody's going to expect much out of him. So anything good that he does is a bonus. And oh by the way, David Reagan is running a third car in the five hundred. What a mentor for Anthony Alfredo that is. There you go. Uh, so that's the end of round one. Tom has six points. He gets the flag. So there's the flag for you if I don't get tangled up in my uh, in my stuff. Uh, and, and that's how round one is played. We'll do multiple choice uh, when we come back. Um, and uh, we'll start round two with uh, Tom in the lead. And we'll see how uh, how things go. Um, but that's uh, that's how round one is played. Just for the record, I, I think if, if you look at the people that have left to be signed, um, Anthony Alfredo has proven that he can run up front in any car he's given, and uh, so why not give him the opportunity Quick to see what he can do inside the cup car and uh, give Chase Briscoe a run for his money for Rookie of the Year because as of two days ago, he was the only rookie running. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. More of the Inside Pass right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. 
Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on uh, WSIC, PMN, and uh, all of our broadcasting partners. Thank you so much for uh, coming back with us here in 2021, the second show of the year, my first show back, because, um, uh, you know, uh, problems. Um, anyway, uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada is with us uh, this year. Noah, Noah Lewis is on the uh, uh, Strutmasters.com hotline. He's joining us as well. Nick DeGroote will be here from time to time, too, as part of our uh, panel of uh, I say experts. I use the term very loosely, although we are experts. In, in I resemble that remark. Um, but anyway, uh, round one, uh, for those of you who just joined us, we, we kind of changed the format a little bit, doing more of a rapid-fire type of uh, pardon the interruption or around the horn type of show. Tom, run, Tom won round one, which is why he has the checkered flag in front of him and that uh, our producer, Malik, so graciously uh, hung from the uh, – I saw that. From the, nice work, the boom James. mic uh, while we were on uh, commercial break. So, well, we will start round two. Um, kind of a, a multiple choice type of round, just kind of uh, doing more of the same thing. Again, we'll start with uh, with Noah, then Peter, Tom, and myself. Uh, we start with uh, the, the new teams that are in NASCAR. 2311 Racing, Live Fast Motorsports, and Track House Racing. Which team comes out swinging and not necessarily winning, just meeting their team's expectations, Noah? Oh, gosh, I don't know how you can go against 2311. Maybe somebody in there thinks differently, but I think all of the support, the funding, um, the people involved in that operation and affiliation with JGR, the sponsorship backing of Bubba Wallace, it is a beautiful combination for what I think will be a very successful inaugural season for those guys uh, over at 2311. So I'm certainly high expectations right out of the gate, 2311 races. Peter. While I will also agree with 2311 Racing, I will mention that I believe on social media they said they just got their Daytona car this week. So it seems like they're kind of rushing things to the last minute. But I still do think that the team putting together, put together behind Bubba Wallace, Mike Wheeler, a bunch of the guys from Levine Family Racing, and of course, Denny Hamlin as a co-owner in that team, I think they will be somewhere in that 15th to 20th place in points as we progress through the regular season and get towards the playoffs. Tom. I think you have to go with 2311 Racing simply because I think the odds are in their favor. It's basically a JGR car. It, it's a lot of experienced JGR Toyota people, and it's Bubba Wallace. I mean, uh, the other teams, you got Live Fast with B.J. McLeod. He's not a, a, a regular cup racer. That's a brand-new team from the ground up. It's going to take him a while to gel. And Trackhouse Racing, again, new team for Justin Marks with um, Daniel Suarez, driving the car and i think as we go farther into the season the track house racing operation may be the sleeping dark horse of these three but i think to start the season you've got to put the odds on bubba wallace i actually think he'd come out and run for the win at daytona yeah in terms of expectations i mean obviously 2311 racing is going to have the most expectation the most eyes looking at the team because everybody and every moving part in that in that team like noah said is all superstar caliber type of, you know, everything. You know, they threw everything at that team to make sure it came off the ground running. I put the thing in there about, you know, not necessarily winning but meeting expectations because before we went on a break, we had uh, Matt Tift on our show, and, and I could tell in his voice that he is excited about doing this ownership thing. Yes. He has a high expectation for himself 
Um, even if B.J. McLeod hasn't ever ran, you know, a full season in Cup, hasn't really haven't hasn't really owned a Cup team. He himself has expectations for what he wants to see in that team. Obviously, B.J. McLeod is going to drive the car this year. You're not going to expect him to go out and run, you know, top 15, top 10. But if they can break into the top 30 in points, I think that is a win for that whole organization. First round, first go around. Um, because they're not out there, they they know that they're not winning races right off the bat. That's just the way that, that it goes. As far as trackhouse goes, same thing. You know, it's kind of the same spectrum. You know, Justin Marks understands that they're not out there to win races, but they have a good driver if they put the, the resources behind Daniel Suarez that he needed at Gibbs and he needed at Gaunt to make him the superstar that he knows how to be. Then I think that that you know maybe in 2022 when the new car comes along, I think he'll be better prepared to be able to to run in the top 10 or top 15 again maybe not for wins but you know you're looking at a team that's just getting started so you don't expect them right off the bat you know the, the way that you would uh 2311 racing um so chase briscoe anthony alfredo are the two rookies that are competing for rookie of the year this year should ross chastain be eligible for rookie of the year because he's never ran a full complete season in the cup series garage noah your thoughts yeah, that's pretty hard. I mean, we think of Ross Chastain, and I don't think of him as a newcomer to the Cup Series. Um, but we have seen in the past that, you know, you don't have to be, and you are still thrown with the rookie stripes. But um, but Ross has been around a while. Uh, so I would say, I would say, uh, it's hard. I would say no, because of just how much experience he has among all three series, and then, of course, in that Cup Series as well. Um, but we have, like I said, we have seen in the past that rookie stripes get thrown on a car just because they haven't completed a full season. However, I don't find Ross Chastain to be any rookie. Peter, going back to his amazing 2019 season where he started the year running for Xfinity points and then switched to the Truck Series to run for that championship, he set a NASCAR record for running 76 races. 35 of those were in the Cup Series, so he only missed one Cup race that year. And the year before, in 2018, he only he ran 34 of 36 Cup races. So. For those two years alone, I say no, Ross should not be considered a, a rookie this year. And you are exactly right, because the full season thing doesn't matter. It's it's a certain number of races after uh, uh, a number of, I think it's like 12 or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, 13. Uh, you're, you're no longer a rookie. So Ross Chastain would not be considered a rookie. And as Peter correctly pointed out, he's had uh, a couple of years now where he's uh, run almost all of the races. So, um that's why he is not a rookie. And I can't disagree with any of those three people because that I, I took play 100% agree. <laughs> we stole your thunder. <laughs> you did, but that's okay because that's what the show is all about. All right, yes. so Kyle Larson, back in the five car for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, they've already changed the marquee to the number five, so you know it's legit at this point. Can he and will he turn his career around in the five car? Know your thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's Kyle Larson we're talking about here. Kyle, very, you know, he, he's been very vocal on the mistake he made and coming and turning around from that mistake. And he went out and ripped the dirt world this or in 2020 and, and really has shown that he has a desire to get back cup racing. And I think he's got more drive than ever before. Um, and then not to mention, look at the schedule that we have this year. We have a dirt race on the schedule. You know, that's going to play right into Kyle. Um, and we have Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, they're a powerhouse team, and Kyle Larson making the jump, a whole new fresh start for him. Nothing is the same. I think Kyle Larson will most certainly turn around, and I think Kyle Larson will have wins when we exit 2021. Peter? Noah teased what I was going to say perfectly. I think Larson's first big win back is the Bristol Dirt Race, and I think that'll open the floodgates for this five-team becoming a regular, consistent winner again. I think that 
just the more reps Larson gets in the Hendrick environment in that equipment the better he gets because think back to his rookie year 2014 everyone said this guy's the next Jeff Gordon he's going to be a generational talent and nearly half the races that year he placed in the top 10 he had shots to win as a rookie in a lackluster Ganassi car so yes I think he can and absolutely will turn his career around in 2021 I expect a deep playoff run from the five team don't need to stop hanging out together Tom Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Larson. I think too much alike. Kyle Larson will not win his first race at Bristol on the dirt because I'm calling the shot that Kyle Larson wins his first race at Daytona in the 500. Um, Bristol will be his second win. And the reason I'm calling that is not because Kyle is a super driver whose heads and shoulders better than everybody else, but just because there's a lot of momentum and a lot of hype around Kyle Larson. Hendrick is always tough at Daytona. You know Kyle's going to be out to prove a point, and if that car is capable of winning, Kyle Larson's going to find a way to get it to victory lane and uh, then, like we've said, go to Bristol and win again. Like I said, no one, Peter, should not be hanging out together. I'm going to give myself a point just because I feel like that's true. Um, anyway, Santino Ferrucci dumped Indy in for 2021 to run a partial Xfinity Series schedule with Sam Hunt Racing and TRD. Good move or bad move, Noah? Good move. I have looked at Santino Ferrucci for so long and wanted him to make a NASCAR jump. I didn't expect it at this magnitude, um, but I am I'm fully on board with that. I've seen Santino race and he makes moves in an Indy car that you'd think should be in a stock car. <laughs> and so um, so I'm excited to see Santino come over and adapt, and I think he's got all the desire in the world to do so, and I think he could really fit into the NASCAR circuit. Peter. I'm just looking over Santino's IndyCar stats now, and his best results have come on ovals. Uh, Iowa, Indianapolis, Pocono, Gateway. He has a knack for running ovals, so why not go to an oval-centric series? I love this move. He's a very electric personality. He reminds me a lot of Noah Gregson, honestly, and I think he'll definitely turn some heads in what many think is a lackluster car. I think he'll outperform his equipment, outdrive it a lot, and I don't want to say he'll win or make the playoffs, but I think he'll have some highlight moments in 2021. Huh? I'm a little concerned that Santino's not going to be able to drive the car because isn't there some sort of a a yardstick like at the amusement park that you have to be so tall to ride this ride? <laughs> have you seen oh, how man. short that young man is? Santino, no, I, I, I kid. Santino is a huge talent, but look, this is going to be an adjustment here for him. He's never driven anything like a stock car before. Sam Hunt Racing, um, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to them uh, in Sam's entire life. Uh, to, to grab him and an association with TRD, it is a good move for Sam. It's probably not a great move in the beginning for Santino, but I do think eventually um, he'll find that he really enjoys racing the stock cars and probably in the end a good move for him too. He does a lot of iRacing, right? Yeah, he does. He? Or yeah. he had been doing yeah. a lot of iRacing in years past. So, I mean... To me, as long as it gets some of the IndyCar people to come watch NASCAR for a little bit, even if they don't care about it, but just watch when he's in it. I mean, it, you know, it's it's ratings and it's an opportunity to get new fans. Yeah. So I don't know how you could go wrong with that. All right, so uh, at the end of round two, Noah is going to win uh, this round, although we're black flagging him because he's not here. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll keep the flag where it is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we love Noah. We can't wait to have him in studio with us. But um, So he will be the, the winner of round two. We've got a lightning round 
coming up in uh, in just a few minutes, and then that, that'll be a, a little bit more of a, a quicker thing. And of course, we'll we'll pick a winner. Well, I guess I'll pick a winner. It's my show. Um, at the end of the at the end of the thing, so I'm kicking myself. Well, I'm kicking myself out. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know take take the high road here and and, and let you because you guys are, are are we're agreeing way too much. So by the time it gets to me, I have nothing else left to say. So I'm just gonna keep you know keep my mouth shut. Uh, we are gonna take <laughs> another break. We'll come back. Round number three of the Inside Pass coming up right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Inside Pass, uh, a kind of a, a new feel to the show a little bit. If you guys missed the intro, uh, that was created by me. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, uh, 
<laughs> back with you um, here on uh, our, our new feel of the show. Uh, Adam Stern was our guest uh, at the beginning of the show, and if you missed that, you can catch it on demand any point in time this week. Uh, it'll be up on all of your major uh, podcasting platforms. Just search Race Chaser Online anywhere or uh, the Inside Pass, and you can see the show or hear the show um, on your favorite podcasting websites. All right, round number three is coming up. Uh, Tom won round one. Noah won round two. Uh, so it's a uh, hopefully Peter's time to shine, and he can win round three, and then we'll have a three-way tie, and y'all can find it out in the parking lot for whoever wins. <laughs> um, so this is kind of more like a lightning round. We're going to try to go as fast as we can, but we only have uh, eight minutes to kill, so it's not going to be that fast, but fast enough to get through this, and then we'll pick a winner, and they get a minute to talk about anything that they want to talk about. So we'll start with the Vegas odds for 2021, uh, have Kevin Harvick winning the title. Noah, do you agree or disagree, and who really cares about odds anyway? No, are you there? I am here. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I did not. Okay. I, all right. Well, let's just start this segment over again. Um, <laughs> I, Vegas odds have uh, Kevin Harvick winning the 2021 title. Do you agree or disagree, and who really cares about the odds anyway? Um, yeah, no, I don't agree. I think Kevin's been riding such a, uh, a hot streak recently that I think that, um, that it's going to start to subside, and, and he's getting a little bit older, so... Uh, I don't think we should care about odds right now. We haven't even seen the cars at the track yet. We don't know what it looks like. A lot of new faces, a lot of new characters in different places. So I would not agree with the odds yet. Peter? I may be reading too much into this, and this may be an incredibly hot take, but I think the collapse we saw of the four team at Martinsville is the out- will be the un- ultimate undoing of Harvick's dynasty he's had over the Cup Series in the past five or six years. I don't th- see him being his regular five, six, seven win self. I see him maybe getting two or three wins this year. So, no, I don't think he's the championship favorite. Wow, Tom. You know, it's been my observation that over the years, there is no more dangerous a Kevin Harvick than a Kevin Harvick who's mad. And for all the reasons that Peter pointed out, I would think that we should um, make Kevin Harvick the favorite for the championship, but I'm not sure he's actually going to win it. I will predict this, though. The 14 car out of that stable is going to win at least one race this year and get into the playoffs, and that's Chase Briscoe. That's a, that's a and very, no, I don't really care about odds. That's a very valid point. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. So I think the odds had... Uh, Harvick and Hamlin, like, first and second, and neither one of them, well, I guess Hamlin made the final four, but Harvick did not. Yeah. And they both won, you know, a half a dozen reasons. So um, the Hendrick driver to win first and most often, Noah. Yeah, I mean, I guess many would go to the championship runner from, from 2020, but I think I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Larson. I just think he's got that drive. I'm going to piggyback off of Tom's comment earlier. Maybe he comes out swinging in Daytona and we see him get that one right away. But I think that Kyle Larson is on the biggest momentum hot streak that he's ever been on. He's got the most desire to set the record straight and show what he can do in the car and, and, and just show that he's back um, among his competitors. And I think he's going to come out full blazes ahead. Kyle Larson is going to be the most winningest driver uh, for Hendrick Motorsports this year. Peter. All right, mark this down because I'm not agreeing with Noah. Oh, my think- God. Wow. <laughs> to be the best, you got to beat the best. Chase Elliott won the last two races in the 2020 season. I think he comes out guns blazing, and I think he'll have a legit shot to win the Daytona 500, if not one of the early season races, either the road course, Homestead, or one of the West Coast swing races. And I think he'll be Hendricks winning his guy again with five wins. Tom? 
Hendrick sweeps Daytona is going to be the headline when we get done with the road course race that follows the 500 because Kyle Larson's going to win the 500. And, of course, Chase Elliott's going to win the road course, and he's going to win probably six of the seven this year at least. So the winningest Hendrick driver is going to be Chase Elliott, but Kyle Larson's going to get a couple, and I do think all of the Hendrick drivers will win a race this year. Well, that's that's. That's very that's a doable point. Uh, Kyle Busch goes from one win in 2020 to how many wins in 2021, Noah? I would put Kyle Busch at around three to four wins in 2020. I mean, he's got to learn a new crew chief. Kyle Busch, we've talked about this before. He is a very practice-oriented driver. He likes to practice the car, feel it out, change it up. He's one of the biggest and key guys um, to go into a practice session and come out of it with a completely different setup. But a new relationship was definitely needed on top of the box. Um, and I think Kyle and Ben Bayshore and their history together within the different series and even in the Cup Series when Ben subbed for, um, for uh, goodness, names escaping me, but for Kyle's former crew chief, um, you know, they've, they've done some good stuff together. So I think that that pairing will help them get more wins than he did in 2020. And I think being used to not having practice may uh, translate over. But I still think Kyle won't be as big of a deal as he has been in past seasons without the use of practice. Minus one point for you. It's Adam Stevens. Go, Peter. Adam Stevens. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think he'll get four wins in 2021. I think going to so many new racetracks the Cup Series has never seen before will be a bit of an even playing field for a couple guys for the whole series. And I think tracks that Kyle has Xfinity or truck starts at, like Nashville, like Road America, I think will play into the 18 teams wheelhouse and yeah chase elliott's won a couple road course races recently but kyle's a pretty stout road racer himself he was one of the few guys to get wins at sonoma and Watkins Glen. i believe he has a pair of wins at each track real quick tom i think he's gonna get two wins in 2021 doubling his win total from 2020 um i i don't know i i just am, am kind of a bearish on kyle bush right now I, I can't believe no one even mentioned the fact that we actually have practice and qualifying seven times this year. So uh, those seven, like seven potential races that he seven. might be actually yeah. be able to win. All right, so with 16 points, Noah is the winner for Good show number job, one. Guys. Noah, you get one minute to talk about whatever you need to talk about. Oh, my goodness. You're down well, to 55 uh, seconds. Scary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, the intensity is, is on. No, um, no, I'm just very excited for what we're going to bring this year on this day, on, on all the different shows that we have. I'm excited to get back in the studio on Thursday and then for the upcoming Mondays. Always clashing and coming off of you guys uh, is, is a highlight of my week whenever. And I'm so thankful for all the listeners out there that do tune in to us crazy uh, people talking about NASCAR cause that's what, or racing in general because that's what we love to do. Well, you still have 25 seconds, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I, I got you on that one. Yes, and I completely agree with all those sentiments as well. And uh, hopefully you guys love the new format of the show. I thought it was a fantastic uh, fantastic show. I liked it, Tom. Yeah, it was fun. Also, all I could think of was Dave Rogers. I don't know why Adam Stevens is escaping me. But. No, well, you still <laughs> lost a point. You still won, even though you lost a point. You had 17, but whatever. Then uh, that's, that's the way that the game is played. So uh, we thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in to our show uh, this week. Next week, uh, we got Jeffrey Earnhardt coming on, so that would be cool to be able to talk to him about uh, his new venture over at uh, JD Motorsports. So, yes, uh, thank you for the ding. You're welcome. Um, so uh, that'll be exciting, nice and we'll, we'll have another uh, another round of, uh, of uh, 
racing talk with uh, with our kind of a new format. Coming up next, it's a lead lap. Uh, Tom Peter's going to stick around. I'm going to get out of here, but I'll see you guys uh, next week with a, another great show for all of our guests and all of our panelists and uh, everybody watching and listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week on the Inside Pass.